Hello, I'm Robert Baseman, Head of Content at GRC World Forums. Thanks so much for joining us for this podcast, where I'll be speaking to two representatives from Microsoft to discuss how to use technology to build in data governance for improved privacy and security. So I'm joined today by Mara Aronson Bales, a corporate counsel for Microsoft's Security, Compliance, Identity and Management Group, and by Mark Walters, who is Deputy General Counsel and Corporate Vice President in Microsoft's Corporate External and Legal Affairs Department. So before we get on to the questions for this podcast, I'd just ask you each to introduce yourselves and tell us a bit about what you do at Microsoft. Could we start with you, please, Mark? Sure, I'll go first. Mark Walters, Corporate Vice President, Deputy General Counsel in Microsoft's legal department. Uh, our team supports the company's product marketing, uh, commercial licensing, uh, global consumer sales, as well as managing our global brands. Uh, we work very closely with the business to bring all of our commercial and consumer products to market. We're obviously focused today on the commercial side of our business. My team, including Mara here, continues to lead on how we support the go-to-market strategy for Microsoft's cloud, which includes navigating global legal and regulatory headwinds. Really excited to be here with Mara to discuss a little bit about what we're doing today, specifically in, this, in the security space. Mara? Thank you, Mark. I'm excited to be here too. I'm a senior corporate counsel for Microsoft Security, Compliance, Identity and Management Group. I'm mainly responsible for advising my clients regarding matters pertaining to security, privacy, compliance, GDPR, go-to-market motions, managed services, and Microsoft Cloud for Financial Services. I recently co-authored the article that we'll be discussing today titled Using Technology to Build in Data Governance for Improved Security and Privacy for the Cybersecurity Law Report. Among my other publications that pertain to our topic today um, include the book that I, I drafted uh, entitled Essentials for Enterprise Compliance, published by Jay Wiley and Sons. Okay, thanks so much, both of you. Very excited to be joined by you both to discuss this topic. Now, Mark, you mentioned there in your introduction the regulatory, regulatory environment right out the gate. And of course, data protection and security laws are particularly fast moving. New laws are springing up in various sectors and across different jurisdictions all the time. So let's start with how can technology help organizations keep on top of these changes? Yes, I, I think now more than ever, uh, regulatory requirements are becoming more and more complex. And so not only are we seeing new regulations, both globally and domestically impacting organizations around the world, but even current regulations are being routinely amended. And it requires cloud service providers like Microsoft to stay on top of the regulatory environment and in turn requires organizations like say our customers to constantly adjust internal governance and policies to remain in compliance. And additionally, the amount of data that organizations are processing and the number of sources of the data is staggering. Mara's article does a, a great job highlighting how a comprehensive approach to data governance can improve security and privacy, especially in a complex environment. Uh, as we talk more about this, you'll note a few security themes that all, organiza are all organizations should consider. 
Uh, one of the biz biggest challenges for organizations today is striving to exert control over their IT systems and control over their most valuable assets, data. Uh, the degree to which they can control data is constrained by the systems in which it's processed. For example, uh, GDPR guides us how data is processed in systems. Uh, technology can then provide the tools to help organizations safeguard that data and comply with these regulations. But we know that that alone is not sufficient because we know we're in a shared responsibility model where organizations remain responsible for establishing governance and implementation. And so therefore, both things need to be in place to improve security and privacy. Mark, I, I agree. To fully appreciate the complexity of the rapidly shifting landscape and to assist organizations in anticipating future needs, it's helpful to take a quick look at the evolution of regulatory focus on data collection, use, and sharing. For example, from 1970 to 2010, we saw the first wave focus on providing notice and consent concerning data collection and data use. The second wave from 2018 to effective consumer choice and company accountability. During this wave, Cambridge Analytica dramatically increased the public lens on the topic, just before GDPR led the focus on third-party data and collection use. GDPR has also put a focus on providing EU citizens with more control over their personal data requiring service providers to have a legal basis to process personal information. Additionally, there are different obligations when organizations act as a data controller versus when they're a data processor. Cloud service providers are now even subject to steep fines for non-compliance. But we are now in the midst of yet a new wave that reflects a move towards more rules, including accessibility, digital safety, and data sovereignty. Regulators are focused on platform privacy, data leakage, and online targeted advertising. The US and Asia are focused on balancing privacy and innovation. One of the key issues though, in this constantly shifting regulatory environment surrounds the fact that a single data source may include data that's governed by regulations spanning multiple sectors, created with varying requirements and with different enforcement mechanisms. Take, for example, HIPAA and the Fair Credit Reporting Act. But as Mark mentioned earlier, technology can really help facilitate an organization's compliant posture by providing the tools or, ser or services. But the initial burden of establishing that internal governance and setting the policies should always remain with the organization. So very complex environment. You've outlined that how organizations can use tech to receive information uh, about regulations. Now, this information might inform how they create internal data governance and data protection policies. But of course, the next step is to actually implement those policies and have their teams actually stick to them. So can technology help with that? I think so. For organizations to succeed in this complex and changing environment, you know, they first need a strong data governance strategy that contemplates a uh, stakeholders goals and technical needs, which we know in some cases will overlap, and b a strategy that considers the need to span the breadth and depth of the organization, including infrastructure, technology, lines of business, application owners, policies, etc. And then second, 
Organizations will need to develop clear policies that address what data may be collected, how long it should be retained, and where it should be stored. And then once those policies are established, you know, a cloud service provider can provide the tools that enable an administrator to ensure that the appropriate policies are set or toggled on at the time of provisioning so that technology can help reduce the overhead of monitoring and keeping up with multiple regulations, changing requirements and enforcement mechanisms. Yes, agreed. Let, let's take a, a look a little deeper into the tools that are actually providing this technology, Mark, that you just referenced. Services are evolving to date that can translate complicated regulations into simple language to enable administrators to align with internal policy, map regulatory controls to potentially improve overall compliance scores and make recommendations or provide step-by-step -step guidance on how to implement solutions to potentially improve the organization's overall compliance posture. These updates provide organizations the ability to adjust internal governance and security needs and address these directly by reconfiguring their information systems. Ultimately, technology provides the tools that in turn help facilitate this governance and better security, that is once it is established. It's important to note that technology hasn't always had the ability to provide the comprehensive solutions that were needed. For example, historically where MFA or multi-factor authentication was not provided as a native feature, organizations seeking to deploy MFA had to separately license software or subscribe to services that provided this capability. Then the organization had to figure out how to actually implement the MFA solution for the system in question to ensure that it is in harmony with their overall IT environment. But cloud service providers like Microsoft have been working steadfastly to fill these gaps. And today we are now able solutions that meet business needs for processing data while building in tools needed for data governance. So one of the key principles underpinning some of the regulations you talked about and often uh, an organization's compliance program is data minimization. Now let's get to this concept. What is data minimization? Why is it a matter of best practice? And how can we use technology to, to help achieve it? Data minimization or data limitation is the practice of processing only the minimum necessary data in terms of data elements and data volume for a given purpose. This is an area where technology can definitely help with policy implementation. In security terms, this is often re referred to as reducing the attack surface. Data minimization has long been considered a best practice for data privacy. And more recently, the practice is required by some security and privacy laws, including those governing the financial services industry subject to both federal and state regulation. In fact, in August of 2021, the SEC brought actions against, against investment advisors, broker dealers, and dual registrants for violations allegedly resulting from business email compromises that each exposed or potentially exposed the personal information of thousands of customers. The SEC made it clear that it will enforce and fine against policies that are not implemented. Also, the SEC stated that it not only expects information security programs to be documented, 
they must also be properly implemented. The documentation will actually be termed a paper tiger if it is not properly implemented and deemed non-sufficient. Given all of these legal ramifications, many companies already have documented policies mandating data minimization, but they still struggle with how to implement the policies. As a result, they find themselves in a continuous state of over-retention, expanding the attack surface and increasing risk to personal and other information. There are numerous examples of data breaches that have actually triggered massive notification obligations based on data that was not needed for business purposes, not subject to legal retention, and should not have been retained. The good news is that technology can help here by providing technical capabilities that can be used to either automatically delete dormant data or facilitate a review process to approve delegation. For example, organizations can create an auto policy that will trigger notification to review the information that contains sensitive data after a defined period. During the review process, the reviewer can decide if the data should be deleted or designated for a review later. Really well said, Mara. Uh, so in summary, I think what we're really talking about here is lifecycle management that happens automatically behind the scenes and doesn't impact productivity. Uh, not only does that improve security, but it has the added benefit of negating the need to engage in a constant and time-consuming manual process. So you've discussed there how failing to implement data minimization can increase the risk of data breaches. But how can organizations use technology to get a better picture of what types of data they actually have and what they're processing and identify areas of risk? Thanks, Robert. That's not a very easy question, but over the past several years, we've seen risk management issues rise as a dramatic shift in the workplace environment has taken place. For example, working from home, hybrid work environments, etc. Along with this shift in how we work, we've also seen an exponential increase in the amount of data that's being collected through multiple communication channels, such as email, chat, video, etc. As a result, Organizations want to take data governance a step further by using this data to create new insights to help discover trends they may not have been aware of, including high-risk areas like harassment, insider threats, or sharing sensitive information. These data insights can help take the protection of data and IP to another level. So how does all this work? Once an organization is classifying data insights, Sensitive information types can be surfaced through a policy, also known as a rule, that has been configured in the software. When gathering insights, an organization should still set policies in the system that are in line with what the organization deems appropriate and has been communicated to personnel. Data insights can help organizations determine areas of risk and determine the type and scope of communication policies they need to configure. It's important to note that an organization's privacy commitments can still be met by obtaining aggregate numbers of matches per classification type without any of the insights containing personally identifiable information. Great, well, you've given us a really good overview of all the different ways that technology is helping companies achieve 
better data governance, more private and secure data governance in particular. Um, what are your final thoughts on this from, from both of you, please, before we wrap up? Uh, could we start with you, Mark? Sure. Mara said it, uh, I think, well at the end of her article. There's light at the end of the tunnel in the ongoing struggle for companies and organizations to manage risk and achieve compliance in light of you know, the ever-evolving legal requirements. Um, the problem, I think the promising future of data governance and enterprise technology lies in the added native capabilities that provide the functionality for managing risk, improving security, and achieving legal compliance. Technology can provide comprehensive solutions that build in data governance controls in the very systems used to do business, which I think is a, is a key differentiator. Uh, more closely integrated the means of data governance are within systems, the more data governance will emerge as an effective way for organizations to achieve their aspirations in security and compliance. And I'll just add, recently uh, at Microsoft, we announced via blog our new multi-cloud, multi-platform capabilities. At this critical stage of our collective security journey, it's great to see Microsoft demonstrate such openness and innovation to help customers reduce complexity, manage and protect their digital estates across multi-cloud environments. I agree, Mark. This recent offering shows us the future of security. And Microsoft is committed to building comprehensive solutions that foster safety and simplicity in an otherwise complex environment. Well, thank you both so much. That was a really interesting and uh, detailed talk on, on data governance and privacy and security. Uh, you mentioned a blog post there, Mark, announcing uh, some of Microsoft's new efforts in this regard, multi-cloud capabilities. We're going to put a link to that blog post for listeners and uh, I do recommend you you check that out. Thank you so much for joining us today uh, Mara and Mark it's been a pleasure to, to speak to you. Thank you for having Thank us. You.